the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for listening in. God loves us. He takes care of us, sustains us, and strengthens us through all of life's circumstances. And what must we do? Worship Him. Trust Him. Obey Him. Serve Him. We receive the benefits of God's grace and mercy even when we fall. Therefore, we must not forget to whom we belong and to whom we owe all honor, glory, and praise. As Pastor Rander challenges us to remember the Lord our God, have your Bible pen and paper handy as you will want to take notes. You've been worshiping God so long that you sit here and you worship and you think about sports. You think about what you're going to eat when you leave here. Uh, you, you, you're thinking about who you could potentially date. And there's nothing wrong with finding a good husband, a wife here. And by the way, you can find a bad one here as well. You better still listen to God. Amen. Just because you're in the house of God, they got some doozies around here. I'm just talking about at the church at large. Everything that glitters is not gold. Beloved, we must not become so familiar with sacred things that we take God for granted, which could result in the premature death of his children. Whatever we do for the Lord, we must take it seriously. If I'm going to preach, I'm, I, listen, this is not an easy sermon to preach. I'm going to say, oh, God, I can't preach that one because folk might be bad at me. Well, I didn't. You know what I didn't do? I didn't skip over first John chapter one, two, three and four to get to chapter five. You notice I preach chapter one, all the verses, chapter two, all the verses, chapter three, all the verses, chapter four. Now I'm where I'm supposed to be. OK, I don't pull out a verse for one person to say, get you. I'm not going to look. You know, I have a small mind when I'm going to say I'm going to get that person from here. Then you're going to miss 500 others shooting all your ammunition at one person. And that's that's spiritually low and small thinking, small thinking. Let God be God. You just preach the text, even when it makes folk uncomfortable. It's the surest way for folk to fall under conviction, get saved, get right, repent. And the church begins to grow and look more like Jesus. How about that? Whatever we do for the Lord, we must take it seriously with the right attitude of heart and with reverence for God. Scripture is clear that we are to pray for sinning believers. We ought to pray for sinning believers. James five, chapter five, verse 15 says, and the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Be mindful, there are times when no amount of intercessory prayer will be effective for Christians who willfully and blatantly choose to sin against God. God uses the physical death 
of some believers to preserve the purity of the church to get their attention. God knows how to dismiss any one of us at any time he so chooses. That's why I take this business seriously, because I am real accountable for what I feed the sheep, how I act and handle myself. I am under scrutiny. I'm being examined and rightfully so. You're looking at me. You're watching me. You're sizing me up. I'm not perfect. I'm a sinner. Now, I'm not going to say I'm not. I, I'm a I didn't get here uh, perfectly. It is not my perfection. It is my direction. I'm here every day taking me close to Christ. And as I get closer to Christ and as I mature and grow older and wiser, there's less of a sin factor in my life because of my growing in my walk with the Lord. How long have you been in Christ? Is it 10, 15, 20 years? Are you sinning more now than you were when you first got saved? Then something is desperately wrong. If you're a born again believer, you ought to see signs of growth and spiritual maturity. You used to cuss, there's less cussing. That's right. I mean, you, 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 your backbiting is less backbiting. Everything is diminishing. And all of, all of a sudden, people start seeing more of Christ in you, the hope of glory. When John says in verse 17, all wicked actions are sin, but not every sin leads to death. He is saying that even though all sin is evil and all sin is evil, it's no such thing as a little white sin and a big, ugly sin. You have a wrong thought about a person, your husband, your wife. That's a big, fat sin in your mind. That's right. I wish she'd sit down. She can't sing. You just sin. <laughs> well, then won't you get up here and show her how to sing? You the critique her? Come on up here. Come, 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 come get the mic. You come to rehearsal. No, you don't want you to come to rehearsal because it's going to cost you something to get here. Folks, sit there and be professional critics. There's no such thing as the gift of criticism. Oh, God, help me preach this message. <laughs> All wicked actions are sin, but not every sin leads to death. He is saying that even though all sin is evil before the Lord, because of God's mercy and compassion, not all sin leads to immediate death. Beloved, if God uh, put to death for every sin we committed, none of us would be here today. None of us will be here today. Let me transition and we'll be done. So we can come back to vacation Bible school tonight. You know, and then then you you can come. You got gas in your car because you got here. (laughs) Amen. You know, I know the gas is high, but you got here. Didn't you get here? You got here. You go wherever you want to go, wherever you want to go. You ought to get your children need to be here. Everybody needs to be here. And if you can come here, I don't want to come. I think I want to stay there and watch watch that game. Tonight, you know, some folks will stay and watch the game instead of coming to the Lord's house and be fed the word of God and having your children run all the activities and learning opportunities and growth opportunities and a chance for you to bond with them. I'm going to stay home. And watch when that game is over with. What have you gained spiritually? Did you get two million dollars for watching the game? I pray conviction fall all over you and your team lose. 
<laughs> Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Let me do the last section and then we'll be done. Why must prayer be a priority in the believer's life? And we'll be done. Why must prayer be a priority in the believer's life? Number one, prayer must be priority in a believer's life because Jesus prayed. Jesus himself prayed. Prayer must be a be priority in the believer's life because Jesus himself prayed. Though Jesus is God in human flesh, he depended on prayer. Mark 135 says, now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, real early, he went out and departed to a solitary place and there he prayed. He talked to his heavenly father. Number two, why must believers pray and give priority to prayer. Number two, we must give priority to prayer because God commands us to pray. It is so important that he instructs us to pray. He even taught his disciples how to pray. And we said prayer is talking to God. We must give priority to prayer because God instructed and commands us to pray. He instructs and commands us to pray. Uh, First Thessalonians 5, 17 says, pray without ceasing. This doesn't mean that you go around and you just, uh, our Father which art in heaven, Jesus help me, Lord, you know you're good today. And I know you're, you're, your mouth is just going and you're just talking, you're just going just all day, all night. Sometimes people think you lost your mind. You, you scare folk like that. No, it doesn't mean that 100% of the time you, you're verbally praying. Uh, this means we should live in an attitude and spirit of prayer. That's a distinct difference. We live in an attitude of prayer. I mean, pray at a moment's notice. In a sp- and when somebody asks, tell you, uh, will you pray for me? You say, well, I, I, you leave by saying, I'll be praying for you. Don't lie to them. Anytime you say, I'm going to be praying for you, you need to stop. When, they, when they, you sense a need for prayer, stop and pray for them right then in case you forget later. Because if, amen, if you, if you, if you don't pray for somebody you said you're going to pray for, guess what you did? You lied to them. Maybe unintentionally, but you did lie to them. Uh, number three, through prayer, we maintain a close relationship with the Lord. Through prayer, we maintain a close relationship with the Lord. James 4, uh, 8a says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Prayer has a way of keeping us near the Savior. It keeps us close to God. Beloved, the world is too evil and Satan is too busy for us not to be near the Savior. The darker and more evil this world becomes, the closer we need to be with the Lord. Number four, our needs are supplied through prayer. Our needs are supplied uh, through prayer. Uh, Philippians 4.19 says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Paul did not say that God will supply all your wants. See, y'all, sometimes y'all putting in the text that's not, that's not that. Don't add anything to scriptures and don't take anything from it. Paul did not say that God will supply all your wants, but he did say, my God shall supply all your need. If God supplied all of our wants, 
And if he gave us everything we wanted, guess what? We would be a bunch of spoiled brats who would kill ourselves. We would have no, we would kill ourselves. You don't give your child at five years old, he said, mama, teach me how to drive. You go give him the car, the car keys and say, well, get on out of here and drive. Well, have at it. You know what? They're going to throw you in jail. That's negligence. Like God has spiritual perimeters and boundaries, and he wants you to stay therein. And I know some of you hate boundaries. You hate to have uh, limits put on you, restrictions, but they are good for you to keep you whole and keep you healthy. Sexuality is a wonderful thing. It is a gift from God. But if it's taken out of bounds and out of context, sex can destroy you. And you get herpes and syphilis and gonorrhea and you get all this kind of stuff. A fireplace is wonderful with a nice cozy fire in it, but outside that fireplace, that fire will burn your whole house down. And sex, uncontrolled sex will burn your whole life down. Give it to your wife, give it to your husband, your children born with all this, these issues in their physical being because you were immoral. Immoral. Be sure your sins will find you out. Number five, we must give priority to prayer because when we pray, we will not faint. When we pray, we will not faint. Luke 18, one says, then he spoke a parable to them saying that men always ought to pray and not faint. Because of a deficient prayer life, many believers have become faint to the point that they are discouraged. It's enough happening in America to discourage you. If you're not praying, you will become backslidden as you see all this stuff unfolding before your eyes. You will become unfearful, depressed. You, you see all the mass shootings and all the other terroristic things happening in our eyes. If it's not one thing, it's another. You, you, it's possible if you don't keep your eyes on Jesus, you, you'll become suicidal or either quit serving in ministry, go into isolation, shut yourself in and worship virtually because you're scared something may happen in public. You can't live in your house forever. And if you, if you let what happened out there stop you from living, then the devil has done just what he wants to do with you. He wants you to stop living so that he can bring about overwhelming depression and burden. Keep on living. Some of you worry about things that may never happen to you. You must trust God. Say trust God. Trust God. Say trust God. Say it, Lord, I say it till you know you believe it. Trust God. Trust God. I say, Lord, I must, I must believe God. Believe God. I, must I must trust God. Trust God. I, must I must keep on, keep on moving, forward. moving forward. Hallelujah. If not, you quit. You put yourself in isolation. And you have grub and all. what's all these folks that come, all these delivery sources come into your house. Everybody come to your house. You know, your cleaners come to your house. The car people come. Everybody come to your house because you're not going outside. You're not going outside. That's the surest way to die. 
That's a slow death. You are going to wither and die. I refuse to stop living. Two more and we're done. Uh, By prayer, prayer helps us to persevere through our crises. Prayer helps us to persevere through our crises. John 16, 33 says, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. It didn't say when you get saved you're going to have a flower bed of ease. It says you will have what? Tribulations. Okay, I see some of y'all nodding out there. It's not because you're praying. <laughs> you will have tribulation. Somebody said, oh, Pastor, I got my best prayer in church. No, you didn't. You should best see. <laughs> in the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good what? Cheer. I have overcome the world. My friend, none of us are exempt from trouble. However, we can have peace in the midst of troubling times because we have Christ living within us who has overcome the world. If we have the right spiritual perspective about trouble, then it will not get the best of us. If you have the right spiritual perspective about trouble, then it will not Get the best of you when it intrudes into your life. Finally, but not the least, you know what prayer does? Why it's so critical that we pray? Prayer diffuses worry. Prayer diffuses worry. We sin against Almighty God when we worry instead of trusting him in the midst of our trials, in the midst of our uncertainties and life's challenges. Some of you may be saying, and you're worried now about your own children. You're worried about your own babies. And you're worried about your own grandchildren that has to grow up in this world. Perhaps you're nearing the end of your life, but you look at your children and say, wow, they're just getting going and look at this place. You may be asking yourself, will my children be killed to what will happen to me when I go to the grocery store? What will happen to me when I go to the movie theater or to the stadium for the big game? Or will I be safe even if I come to church? Beloved, you will be wise indeed when you believe and obey the scripture, which says in Philippians 4, 6, don't worry. Let's say it together. Don't worry. Let's say it again. Let's say it again. Okay, thank you. Don't worry about anything. That's the word of God. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Has God been good to you? Don't fool me now. Has God been good to you? Has he made ways out of nowhere? Has he kept you in spite of yourself? 
Have you, you've been walking with the Lord by now. You've seen him bring you through surgeries. You've seen him bring you through car wrecks. You've seen him do the supernatural through you. Now, after all of these years, you're going to turn around at the closing days of your life and you're going to get scared as if God can't keep you? When we worry, we sin against God. I reiterate, when we worry, we sin against God because we fail to trust him to take care of us in the midst of troubling times. Beloved, if God doesn't keep us, we won't be kept. We won't be kept. You have a choice. You can either worry, you can stress, or you can live in isolation and fear. Or you can trust God, live by faith, keep your eyes on Jesus, possess the peace of God that transcends all understanding, and be determined to keep living for Christ. What would it be like? Let me give you an example and I'll be done. All the things that's happened, and this, this Sunday I'm not here, next Sunday I'm not here, next Sunday, next Sunday, next Sunday. Y'all say, where's Pastor? Well, he's at home. He's in isolation because he's scared to preach because he's scared he might get shot. Huh? I don't even think about it. I don't even think about it. God knows my beginning. He knows my end. He knows the number of days on on my, days of my life. I almost said the number of hairs on my head. I had to catch myself. <laughs> I had to count myself the number of hands. You don't have to count too far. <laughs> God, God, God knows that. And you know what? Can't nothing have I can't leave here until my appointed days are up. <laughs> nowhere. I ain't going nowhere until my time is up. Now some of y'all rush your time. You are alcohol in your time. You're marijuana in your time. I know it's legal, but some of y'all just, you know, everybody ain't got issues. <laughs> some of y'all out there, you, you're running women and you, uh, you're looking at all this crazy video. And some of y'all work about all this kid when we're talking about gun control issue and all of that. But who's talking about these bloodthirsty videos? What are these games and, and, and all this killing and killing, all that stuff? Nobody's talking about that. Add that to it, too. Who's talking about the movies where they just sit and cut, cut heads and doing that and blood running and gushing and all that? And nobody's talking about that. Who's talking about that? Since you're going to talk about guns, add that to it. Add some addendums. Look how quiet it's getting now. You're going to deal with issues? Deal with all of them. I'm going to preach until I die. My mentor, the late P.L. William, told me, boy, if you're going to preach the gospel, you say you just got called. Three things you better be ready to do. You better be ready to go wherever God tells you to go. That's how, that's how I got here to San Antonio. I, I'm not from San Antonio. I'm in Houston. When I left, my, when I left the house and those homes and my family and all that, never went back but to visit. <laughs> 
Go wherever he calls you to go. That's how my wife and I preached all over the world. Go. I've gone places we never dreamt we would, we would go. It's by the grace of God. Why should, now some of y'all want to go somewhere and you want, you want to have a ministry, but you're not deep. You don't have depth. You don't have to work. Why should you, why should God take you far with, in the midst of superficiality? A light, fluffy faith. You got to be willing to go wherever he tells you to go. Preach. Say whatever he wants you to say. If it makes folk hurt, mad, or glad, you preach the word. And I'll say, Draper, well done. And the third thing I have to be well ready to do is to die for the very gospel I preach. And all God's children said, amen. God bless you. And Father, we thank you for this message. We love you. We bless you. We honor you. Father, we heard a lot. Sometimes it makes us squirm. And Father, truth be told, some, uh, some saints can be so strong in their positions that truth can't direct their lives. I pray that we allow the truth to reign supreme and we take the truth and assimilate it in our lives so that we'll be overcomers in a world that's going down fast, particularly America. Why should you bless America when the saints can't even get on one accord? When the saints don't even have the same mind. When the saints are stubborn. When the saints are political. Help us to spiritually recalibrate so that we can shine in a dark, decadent world. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen. You're here today and you don't know Jesus. You said, perhaps it's your first time in the church. You say, oh, I heard a lot. Well, God meant for you to hear a lot. You, you don't, your being here today is no accident. God ordered your steps and brought you here. And some of you have been here more than once and twice. And God is saying, now it's time for you to make the decision to come to Jesus. You understood the message. The issue is now is what you're going to do with it. Stand up and say I heard enough from the word of Dave to move forward with my life because I want to be the best mom and dad and grandparent and great grandparent and great aunt and uncle and cousin that I can be for the Lord. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683.
If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.